0: Hello and welcome to The Belgian Podcast. My name is Mark and I'm your host. As the global population continues to grow, the demands, the strains and the pressures on transport and infrastructure continue to grow along with it. So as transport and infrastructure has to evolve and change and adapt and as new technologies come into play, I'm joined in this episode by David Pike, the connector geek and he and I will discuss the role that Belgian's products are playing to help engineers adapt and improvise to change the way transportation and infrastructure is meeting the demands of a growing global population. David welcome back to the Belgian podcast thank you very much good to be here so transport infrastructure to massive industries globally present and essential for our way of life for
1: the last 100 200 years absolutely um and it's it's easy sometimes to think When we're talking about transport and infrastructure, it's easy to think that yeah, roads are are the way forward. Um, But we've got to remember that transport infrastructure will include uh, roads and rail as an integrated network uh, within every country that that we depend upon to move goods around. We could also talk about the the marine environment a little bit, but we've talked about marine separately that has its different challenges. But we're talking here about when we're saying transport, we're talking about the road network, the rail network not just in terms of the vehicles that are on it, but also the infrastructure that supports it, which is, which is absolutely enormous.
0: So the engineers are tasked with either working on existing transportation links, for example, whether road or rail, or developing smart motorways, for example. The pressures placed on these engineers to find solutions to very, very challenging problems are absolutely immense.
1: Yes. Um, the first thing to remember is that all of these things, the, the road, the rail network, they're all exposed to the elements. Um, again, easy to forget sometimes. Um, we live in Britain. We, we regularly see trains that are, are stopped because of the wrong type of snow or the leaves on the line, all these kind of stuff. But this is an example of the wind, the, the rain, the elements playing a part in how these things are designed. So any equipment that needs to be used are either trackside or roadside or on the vehicles themselves need to to withstand these conditions but the other challenge is is to do with a lot of the things that we've talked about recently that the fact that computing devices are becoming smaller becoming more powerful uh, and people are finding new ways to use those to provide more efficient service to provide quicker service and so a lot of devices a lot of very sophisticated electronics starting to be deployed into these applications and putting them out into the field exposed to the wind and weather so we've got those two challenges engineers have to cope with new sophisticated technologies but they still have to be protected
0: yeah i mean not to sound too parochial but in the uk there are regularly tv shows sort of reality tv shows if you like and um, based around the workings of some of the uk's main arterial motorways for example the M6 I believe there was a whole long running TV show that just looked at the people and the technology involved in keeping this motorway open and running for traffic and a lot of it was to do with the three things that we always talk about power, data and signal from key points in the motorway this massive part of the transportation infrastructure in the UK back to a
1: central data processing hub yes so we've got lots of different things we've got cameras all up and down the roads that are monitoring road conditions that's collecting information um, and that's got to be transmitted back to that central point that control point we've got the data the data we've got the data network that also collects information from devices that are providing monitoring or providing displays above motorways just for one example so again they need to be connected back to the to the control room because they need to act upon the information that's previously gathered and then of course every single one of these devices needs to be powered needs to be powered locally in order to, to to work so we've got electricity that needs to be plugged into these things and then we've got all of these data and signal connections that need to go back to that control space the same is true of rail situations the same is true of um, large transport infrastructure if we look at big depots big ports all of the same challenges exist. We have lots of monitoring, lots of cameras and sensors. We have lots of indicators and controls that need to be uh, actuated. And then we've got the power that all these things need. So yes, power, data and signal all, all absolutely essential to how these these networks will work. So when it comes
0: to bulging products, there's, there's obviously a wide variety of products that an engineer can tap into um, and utilise when they're Tasked with designing and, and, and operating a network for power data and signal and you know, the transport links wherever in the world they might be based. The the ability to reliably transfer power to where it's needed on a network is absolutely key. And Belgian's rectangular power connectors in this particular instance, speaking about transportation, um are really important.
1: Yes, the, the rectangular series is a bit of a departure from bulging that their uh, core product for many years have been the circular connectors, which are absolutely ideal for these harsh environments. Circular connectors are are well suited to providing robust sealed designs that can cope with the kind of elements we've got. But they tend to be a little bit large, They're, the circular design means that they can be a little bit bulky. And if we're talking about any kind of confined space or any kind of highly dense packed in control boxes, for example, they might not necessarily be the right solution. So a rectangular connector will often provide uh, a more efficient use of space because you can pack them closer together. Uh, They they don't take up so much space. But again, part of the problem is that we've still got to cope with these environments. So the rectangular power series from from Bulgin is designed to provide this, this space efficiency that goes along with rectangular types, but they're still sealed Uh, and to be able to provide service in these harsh environments.
0: So that's a a very quick look at, you know, Bulgin's rectangular connectors when it comes to the the data, uh, sorry, the power network um, in the transportation sector. But switches also play a key role, both switches that may be hidden from the public eye, but also switches that are very much in the public eye and should be used by the public. What sort of switches do Bulgin have that would
1: fit those needs? the transportation network is is one of those situations where we've got to provide solutions for the public if we're talking about anything from entry switches into uh, into stations or into trains or we're looking at kiosk type situations where people are ordering tickets and buying them using a, a pay kiosk or a pay station the switches needs to be able to put up with the constant use by the public uh, they need to resist the elements and they do also need to resist uh, the unwanted attentions of people who might for entertainment's sake want to try and break things so we've got a series of, of products from Bulgin that are classed as vandal resistant they're actually impact resistant they're designed specifically to to be able to resist the kind of Uh, intentional damage that uh, that some people might want to inflict on them but at the same time they provide that reliability in harsh conditions for repeated use for from conventional users pressing buttons to open doors pressing buttons to to order tickets online uh, sorry order tickets from the kiosk so yes we've got a series of of switches that are circular in design often they're stainless steel which means they're highly impact resistant they're specifically designed to prevent water ingress so they're they're a very robust solution uh, that are designed specifically for this kind of application
0: And across the board, and it does sort of boggle your mind, and you know, personally, I wouldn't like to be in the shoes of an engineer that's tasked with creating these networks and these infrastructures to keep the transportation links running. But um, there are so many ways in which a problem with a connector or with a switch could create absolute havoc on the roads or on the rail networks.
1: Yes, nobody thinks about connectors and switches while they're working, but if they fail, and they feel therefore they, they bring down the power network or indicators and signals stop working obviously the results can be can be anything from slightly inconvenient to in the transportation world can actually be catastrophic so they need to be able to provide the kind of reliability uh, that they can be plugged in and left they can be left in these harsh conditions of the wind and weather. They can be left to do their job for potentially weeks or months without the need to maintain them. Um, yes, the, the reliability is hugely important for designers in this particular world. What role is um, the Internet of Things
0: playing You know, the transfer of data, both locally but also to the cloud, playing in the evolution of
1: the transportation industry? well one of the interesting things that's going on the the internet of things especially the internet of things which is powered by wireless communication the sort of thing that's coming along with 5g is producing all sorts of new ways of using this technology so the internet of things is is the word the name we give to a network of devices that for the first time machines are talking to each other. They're transferring information between each other to be able to use. Now in the transportation environment that includes things like the latest vehicle to vehicle communication, vehicle to it's actually called vehicle to X. It's is vehicle to everything. The idea that the vehicle is is collecting information about its own environment and then it is sharing that information with the traffic signal management system. It's sharing that information with with other road users, with maybe even pedestrians, people who've got a smartphone. They can be alerted to dangers that are, are coming along. This is the internet of things at work in the transportation network. What that means is that we've got Computing devices on vehicles that need to process inputs and then communicate that to the rest of the network It means that traffic lights and traffic signals will become part of a an intelligent network They will change their behavior depending upon for example the traffic load coming down the, the road at the moment so it means that we, we are creating an adaptable transportation network that will respond to the needs of that network at any one particular moment. If we've got a particular large amount of traffic on one route, the network can try and change signaling to encourage people to go down different routes to try and spread it out. That's just one example. We also have the safety issue we've talked about before. But the the internet of things will play a big part in how transportation infrastructure progresses and, and evolves in the next few years.
0: So when an engineer or an engineering company is being tasked with developing a new power data or signal network for transportation. They can obviously go onto the, the Belgian website. What, what are the benefits of making use of the 3D CAD drawings that Bulgin has available of its products?
1: Uh, 3D CAD computer-aided design has, has taken over now. Almost all product design nowadays is done using the 3D tools. It provides a huge amount of information that you simply wouldn't be able to get from old-fashioned 2D drawings. We can have spatial models to give it a clear idea of how things go together. We can we can use uh, the, the 3d modeling as a way of virtually prototype prototyping a device before you've ever actually made the thing for real you can actually have a visual representation of how it will look so there's lots of advantages for using computer-aided design importing models importing uh, models of the devices of connectors and switches is a way of saving a huge amount of time for the engineer they don't have to recreate the connector that they need to put into their design which will take potentially a large amount of time they can import the model of exactly the part that they want they can place it in their design they can move it around as they need to and it provides a, a very easy and quick way of integrating these devices into their design The other advantage is that the computer-aided design technology is also linked very much to the the purchasing system. There is a, a, a situation where 3D models will have lots of data associated with them, part numbering information, manufacturer's name, often lots of performance information that can be drawn by the 3D CAD program into a list of parts that need to be ordered. For that particular design so it makes the link from prototyping through to the production of that part very much easier because the list of components is already provided 3d models are available to download from the, the bulging website and they include all of this data this this metadata that includes part numbers and all this other kind of stuff that makes the process easier So David, in the
0: transportation sector, there
1: are almost an infinite number
0: of problems and corresponding solutions. But to sort of summarise things, can you just give us the top three considerations for an engineer working in the
1: transport sector? certainly the first one is to be aware of the environment that is to think about when designing equipment that needs to be used in transportation infrastructure they're often going to be exposed to the wind and weather that we've talked about and so devices have to be protected and so use and rely on things like ip ratings to give you the information you need to select the components the next is to think that that the transportation and infrastructure that goes with it is actually very very widespread we're talking about a huge system with kilometers between one installation and another it can be really difficult to get to some of these devices to maintain them so we need to look at reliability when choosing the components think about the reliability of the, the equipment that you're choosing uh, and. Think about the fact that it's going to be left in remote locations for a long period of time. You need to be able to rely on the components that are gonna carry on working because getting to them can be costly, can be dangerous, can be very tricky. So we need to to think about the reliability. The final thing to think about is that technology is is becoming increasingly used in all of these situations. The transportation infrastructure uh, is, is no different we're talking about the use of smart technology we're talking about machine to machine communication in the case of this we're talking about vehicle to vehicle communication so the amount of data that's going to be transmitted around these networks is absolutely vast we can't necessarily just rely on the old solutions and think that they're going to be able to cope with this this new and increasing amount of data that's being used So if you need to look specifically to data connectors, even to fibre optic connectors in these environments, there are solutions that will protect those devices and those connectors, even in these conditions. But you need to be aware of the amount of data that's being transmitted around the place.
0: Now on the Belgian website, Belgian.com, there is a page specifically for transportation and infrastructure. And that page is going to give you access to case studies where Belgium's products have Been huge problem solvers. Um, And you'll also get a list of the key core components, products that are likely to be used in the transportation sector. So we would encourage you to visit the Belgian website and and go and have a look at them. And as as David mentioned, you'll have access to the 3D CAD drawings that are going to help you. When you've figured out the problem that you have to solve, the products will be there and you'll be able to bring those products in via the 3D CAD drawings into the the design that you're working on currently is going to solve a lot of problems for you at the design stage. Just in conclusion then David, anything that, that engineers should be aware of is, that is coming
1: in the near future that they should know about? The rectangular power series we've talked about earlier but that's something definitely that we need to look at. Uh, it is a new product for bulging and it takes bulging products into areas that the previously that the circular connectors couldn't reach but the circular steel connectors still very much have their place we've got the new high power 9000 series that will go up to anything up to 225 amps this is a huge amount of power down a connector so there are always new products new developments coming along keep an eye on the Belgian website because there is new stuff coming around the corner all the time okay
0: so that's a great summation there for us Um, david thanks again for your time thanks for joining us on the Belgian podcast thanks for having me again I hope you found this episode of The Belgian Podcast useful. If you're a listener to The Audio Podcast, please consider giving us a rating on Apple Podcasts. And if you watch the podcast on YouTube, then a like on the video is always appreciated. Like I said, I hope you found this useful. And thanks for watching and thanks for listening.